0: Hey everyone, it's George from TXP, and is the 18th of April 2023 and unfortunately, the price of Bitcoin has fallen well below the $30,000 mark. So, we'll very briefly touch base on what is going on in Bitcoin and why the prices of Bitcoin and Ethereum and the global cryptocurrency market is on a decline. Now, listen guys, in the month of June, there is a massive event going on and it is very possible that the US might be defaulting on its debt. And if that thing happens, it's going to have absolutely catastrophic impact, not just on the financial sector, but also on the price of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. So in today's episode, we'll very briefly talk about what is going on. And it looks like a Republican House Speaker, Kevin McCarthy, has actually denounced the US debt ceiling time bomb and looks like they're on the verge of increasing the debt ceiling. So we'll definitely go ahead and talk about that and what kind of an impact will that have on the price of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. And a few weeks ago, guys, we did talk about Balaji Srinivasan, the former CTO of Coinbase, and he was hedging that the price of Bitcoin will touch $1 million per Bitcoin. That is because of quite a lot of things. The banking collapse, the US debt ceiling, the geopolitical situations, and quite a lot of others. So we we'll definitely go ahead and explore all that thing in today's episode. And regarding US, the Security Exchange Commission has also charged Bittrex and its CEO. So we'll go ahead and explore what that news is all about. And we also have some updates regarding Ripple and Ripple has another product called MoneyTap and looks like they are definitely making massive headways, particularly in Japan. And three banks have partnered with them, that is Yamaguchi Bank, Momiji Bank and Keita Bank. So we'll definitely go out and explore that. And I'm not sure once Central Bank Digital Currency kicks in, what kind of an impact will it have on the mobile app. So definitely interesting news and guys, like we do in every Crypto and Coffee at the podcast. We'll definitely be looking at two news regarding Dubai, UAE and Middle East. And the first news is about Abu Dhabi. That is Abu Dhabi Islamic Bank becomes the first Islamic bank to go live on Kvasi blockchain platform. And look guys, when I try to do more research, I do have this feeling that this is a centralized blockchain. And me personally, I'm not a fan of centralized blockchain because I believe everything a centralized blockchain or permission blockchain can do, can be replicated on a simple software. So go I've got in my thoughts and opinions on that. Now the second news is to do regarding Metaverse, and I have covered this in my Metaverse Everything podcast. And this news has to do with Landwald, and they are partnering with Super League Gaming, so it's gonna be really interesting to see how it impacts Metaverse. So quite a lot to cover in today's episode, so let's get started with it right away. Welcome to the Crypt Coffee at 8, the daily podcast that keeps you up to date on all latest developments in the world of cryptocurrencies, blockchain and NFTs. Join us Monday to Friday as you kick off your day with a cup of coffee and a deep dive into the exciting and rapidly evolving world of digital assets. We'll cover the latest news and trends in the cryptocurrency and blockchain space as well as delve into the growing world of NFTs, or non-fungible tokens and metaverse. Plus, we'll keep you updated on the latest developments from Dubai, UAE and the wider Middle East region. Whether you're a seasoned crypto enthusiast or just getting started, Crypto and Coffee or Tape has something for you. Our expert host will provide insight and analysis on the most important topics in the industry and help you stay up to date on the latest developments. We'll bring you interviews with leading figures in the crypto and blockchain space and explore the ways in which these technologies are changing the world around us. From the impact on traditional financial systems to the potential for revolutionizing industries and transforming societies, we'll cover it all on Crypto & Coffee at So tune in and join us for a daily dose of Crypto & Coffee at and let's stay ahead of the curve together. We'll start your day off right with the most important news and insights from the world of cryptocurrency, blockchain, and the metaverse, and help you navigate this exciting and rapidly evolving landscape. In Crypto & Coffee at the daily podcast covers the latest developments in the world of cryptocurrency, blockchain, and the metaverse. We'll also bring you updates on the latest news from Dubai, UAE and wider Middle East region. This also includes a range of topics such as developments in the local and blockchain industry including new projects and initiatives, regulatory updates and policies related to Cryptocurrency and blockchain in the region, local and regional events and conferences focused on crypto and blockchain, interviews with leading figures in Dubai, UAE and Middle East crypto and blockchain community coverage of any significant news or events related to cryptocurrency and blockchain in the region. By covering these local and regional developments, in addition to the wider world of cryptocurrency and blockchain, Crypto and Coffee Unconquietate aims to provide a comprehensive overview of the industry and its impact on the Dubai, UAE and Middle East region. Now before we kick start today's episode, I have an important message, so check this out. Firstly guys, Startup OI is global one tech platform for tech. It offers global high-paying tech jobs, with flexibility in working time and location, global free tech events and tech networks to connect with global like-minded engineers. A brilliant platform to listen to the tech experts in Metaverse and to grab their insights. Now listen, all you have to do is download the App Startup OI. If you're using an Android version, go to Google Store and App Store for iOS devices. Alternatively, you can also click on the show notes below to download Startup OI next guys listen if you're into fitness if you're into adventure if you want to do something well but still want to keep your health in check there is a new podcast in town a podcast focusing on obstacle course race in the middle east the podcast is called the race Base podcast so check out the race Base podcast across all leading platforms and the race Base podcast is a peer-to-peer community driven podcast where they talk all about obstacle course race in the middle east from sandstorm to spartan race from Tough Mudder to Desert Warrior Challenge, and also the Government Gov Games, and quite a lot more. The podcast has interviews with athletes locally and internationally to get inside scoop on how athletes prepare for obstacle course race. In the podcast, they also talk about interesting stories on why they are motivated to do obstacle course race. And that's not all. They also plan to release seven NFTs, and these NFTs are no ordinary. These NFTs, will represent every emirate in the uae and listen guys these nfts are going to be absolutely massive so do one thing go to spotify go to itunes go to any leading podcasting platform and search for rise in the obstacle Coast Race podcast and finally guys not your keys not your crypto if you have doubled with cryptocurrencies and now are seriously getting to protect your cryptocurrencies there is no better way to protect it by using a hardware wallet and this is where ledger wallet kicks in and Ledger wallets are hardware cryptocurrency wallets made by Ledger, a company headquartered in Paris, France. And Ledger's hardware wallets are multi-currency wallets that are used to store private keys for cryptocurrencies offline. And Ledger offers two hardware wallets, the Ledger Nano and Ledger Nano X wallets. They are world-class experts with extensive crypto security backgrounds. They continuously look for vulnerabilities in Ledger products in a constant effort to improve the level of security. Now, in today's world. Securing these digital assets is a critical challenge, and this is where Ledger kicks in. So, click the link below to buy your hardware wallet and support this podcast. It is a brilliant way to support this podcast. So, what are you waiting for? The link is in the show notes below. Now, guys, since you've taken care of that, let's kickstart by looking at the global cryptocurrency market. Now, unfortunately, since the last 24 hours, it is down by 2.42%, and the global cryptocurrency market stands at 1 point two four trillion dollars now the total crypto market volume over the last twenty four hours is forty seven point four zero billion dollars and listen to this guys even at forty seven point four zero billion dollars it is up by thirty one point seven nine percent so whenever you're listening to any cryptocurrency price influencer stating that we are heading towards a bullish market I would definitely disagree because looks like we are still in the bearish market and the volume of DeFi is once again ridiculously low. At 4.78 billion dollars, and what is really crazy, guys, is despite the volume being low, DeFi is accounting for 10.07% of the total crypto market 24-hour volume. Now listen, guys, if you want to identify when cryptocurrency is 100% mainstream, the key metric to look at is DeFi. Once cryptocurrency and blockchain protocols do get mainstream, the volume on DeFi should hardly account for 50. It may be 60% of the total cryptocurrency market volume, but when that thing happens, I really am not sure. And the 24 hour trading volume, idly, should be in hundreds of billions of dollars, ridiculously low at 4.78 billion dollars. The total value locked is still about the 50 billion dollar mark, and unfortunately, this is only because of the Ethereum Shanghai upgrade and Lido's dominance has shot up to 24.07%. And so far as its total value locked is concerned, it is at 12.68 billion dollars. Followed by Make It Out at $7.99 billion, Aave at $5.88 billion, in Core Finance at $4.78 billion, and finally Uniswap at $4.36 billion. Now, guys, there is some update regarding Solana. What happened yesterday is Grayscale, they have a Solana Trust, and they did actually debut Solana Trust to retail customers. The mind you, guys, Grayscale Investments did actually launch Grayscale Solana Trust way back in November of 2021. But this time, they have made it available for retail users as well. Now, what is surprising is that because of that news, Solana's price actually dropped. And it dropped by 4.4%. Idly, what happens is whenever there is such news, the price of any protocols do actually tend to pump up. So, it looks like Solana is having a terrible year in 2023. Now, let's look at the volume of stablecoins. And once again, guys, it's ridiculously low at $42.78 billion dollars. And in yesterday's podcast, guys, I did talk about some bill that is being drafted so far as stablecoins is concerned. The stablecoin is still accounting for 90.13% of the total crypto market, 24 hour volume. And something which I did mention earlier in order to identify if cryptocurrency is mainstream, apart from the volume of DeFi being high, the volume of stablecoins should be ridiculously low. The volume of stablecoins should be probably in one digit or maybe in the 15 to 20% mark. But as of today, 18th of April, Stablecoins is accounted for 90.13%, and the volume is ridiculously low as well. And Tether USDT's 24 hour trading volume is $32.83 billion, followed by Circle USDC at $4.60 billion. And guys, Binance BUSD is doing absolutely terrible. Now, I do remember Binance BUSD at one point of time in coin market cap was somewhere at number 7, and I'm looking at it right now. Binance BUSD has gone down. Well, below the 15 in the top cryptocurrency protocols. Now, so far as the 24 hour trading volume is concerned, it is at 3.40 billion dollars, and the market cap is completely devastated at 6.6 billion dollars. Now, guys, let's look at the market share 24 hour trading volume and dominance between Bitcoin and Ethereum. Now, Ethereum's dominance is definitely pumping up, and it is at 19.80%, and Bitcoin's dominance is 45.52%. But if you look at the market cap of Bitcoin, It has also gone down at $571 billion and Ethereum's market cap is at $248 billion. And the 24-hour trading volume, guys, both for Bitcoin and Ethereum is not looking good. Bitcoin is only at $17.9 billion. It just might cross the $18 billion mark in just a few hours. And Ethereum is at $9.73 billion. Now, in today's episode, guys, I'm going to very briefly look at the market cap of smart contracting platforms and Web3 protocols. so far as smart contracting platform is concerned ethereum's market cap is 248 billion dollars whereas binance bnb's market cap is 53.17 billion dollars now listen guys are you individually or your company using any smart contracts on binance bnb if you do mention them in the comments below now cardano is definitely rising up and it is at 15.17 billion dollars now so far as Red protocols is concerned Chainlink's market cap is $4.24 billion and just some fun fact guys, Chainlink's creator that is Sergey Nazarov. People often call him that he might be Satoshi Nakamoto but if you look at his age, it just absolutely does not make sense because he literally would have to be 12 or 14 years old in order to create Bitcoin but nonetheless the fun fact is, if you go to your domain name and tap in smartcontracts.com, it automatically takes you to Chainlink's website and the fun fact is Nazarov did actually register the domain name smartcontracts.com two years before Bitcoin was launched. So somewhere between 2006 or 7 is when he registered the domain name. I thought I'll just share it for some fun bit of information. Now, Falcon is number second at $2.56 billion. And finally, the graph at $1.50 billion. And guys, if you look at the price of Bitcoin, it has gone well below the $30,000 mark. And as of today, it is $29,507. And look how's one thing which i very specifically mentioned in my Crypto and Coffee a podcast on Wednesday and Thursday. A lot of the Tripicasi podcasters, a lot of the so-called price influencers were predicting that the price of Bitcoin will be pumping up to the moon and are very specifically mentioned. Make sure that you don't pay attention to what they are saying so far as price-related information is concerned because a lot of them, they have their own vested interest and how it works is pretty simple. The supply of Bitcoin is fixed. Because there is no central entity involved, and authorities cannot go after anyone, what anyone can do is they can artificially create the demand for it. And by doing that, you and me tend to buy Bitcoin, and in doing that, cryptocurrency price influencers, multimillionaires and billionaires, their existing net worth in Bitcoin increases. So you definitely need to keep that in mind. Because since the last 24 hours, it is down by 2.74%. Since the last 7 days, it is down by zero percent, And later on, guys, we'll also discuss biology stream Watson's bet on the price of Bitcoin crossing $1 million. It is extremely unlikely. Now, Ethereum is at $2,080. Since the last 24 hours, it is down by 2.21%. Since the last 7 days, it is up by 9.16% and this is only because of the Ethereum Shanghai upgrade. Binance Coin is surprisingly staying steady at $340. And since the last 24 hours, it is down by 2.55%. Since the last 7 days, it is up by 8.05% and look there's a massive event that is going to take place later on this year and somewhere between May and June is the US debt ceiling. Now what I'd really recommend you to do is, before understanding what the US debt ceiling is, go to YouTube and Ray Dalio, over a decade ago, has put up if not one of the most useful and important video of all time and the video is called as how the economic machine works It is roughly around 30 minutes or so. I literally might have watched it more than 10 times. Before understanding what the US debt ceiling is, I would strongly recommend you to go out and watch that because it does give you the importance and the meaning of having a debt. Now to keep it short and sweet simple, US debt ceiling is on the verge of crossing the 31 trillion dollar mark and if US defaults for the very first time, so somewhere between May and June, is going to have an absolutely catastrophic impact. And what happened is that, Republican House Speaker Kevin McCarthy did actually denounce his death as a time bomb in a major New York City speech. So what I'd recommend you do is go to Al Jazeera and they have given detailed information on what Kevin McCarthy is saying. Now listen guys, if you're a hardcore Republican, I'm pretty much sure you're not a massive fan of Kevin McCarthy because it looks like they're bending down towards the demand of left-leaning administration. Now what is really shocking and surprising is that he did actually pledge on Monday to pass legislation to raise the nation's debt ceiling on one condition of capping future federal spending at 1%. But this actually might not be a terrible idea. It's kind of like the best of the worst ideas. However, the White House has strongly criticized the announcement and Biden and White House officials have called in Congress to approve a debt ceiling increase without any conditions. But what I'd really recommend you to do is, guys, make sure you watch the with video first then listen to the speech that Kevin McCarthy has given. Now let me try to give out some more information on what is going on so far as the U.S. debt ceiling is concerned. Now listen guys, the U.S. debt ceiling is a legal limit on the amount of money that the government can borrow to pay its bill. Now if Congress does not raise the debt ceiling, the government could default on its financial obligations, which would have severe consequences for the U.S. economy and more importantly on the global financial markets as well. And how Speaker Kevin McCarthy did actually pledge that his party, which holds a narrow majority in the House of Representatives, will vote to raise the debt ceiling, but with certain conditions, and Gaza Republicans are calling for future spending increases to be capped at one percent and for federal spending to be rolled back to fiscal twenty twenty two levels. They are also hoping to cut federal spendings for social safety net programs for poorer Americans. And listen guys, the extreme left leaning media will be portraying a completely negative and fake news narrative regarding them, and the White House has criticized the Republicans' proposal, arguing that it breaks with the politically bipartisan norm of approving a debt ceiling increase without conditions. Now, Joe Biden and his administrations have called on Congress to approve a debt ceiling increase without conditions, as it has often been done in the past, including during Republican administrations. A default on the government's financial obligations would be U.S. first and could draw the world economy, plant stock values, and force widespread layoffs and this guys will be absolutely catastrophic and this is exactly what Balaji Srinivasan is betting against. Now banking industry has completely collapsed and if the US debt ceilings were not to be increased it just means that we would be moving towards the world of bitcoinization. and look guys one thing which I have often said bitcoinization may sound good which means you are talking directly in bitcoin and you are focusing on de-dollarization but you need to understand, when you talk about Bitcoin, over 90% of its supply are already in the hands of multi-billionaires, multi-millionaires, celebrities and influencers. The last thing you would want is for hyper It would just mean that the filthy rich get even richer and ordinary people like you and me will have no access to Bitcoin. But listen guys, I do have few suggestions. Now these are just random thoughts. One suggestion is to have a newer version of Bitcoin. So I'm talking about... A fork of Bitcoin, and what you can do is in the new Bitcoin, we need to go ahead and increase the supply of Bitcoin. Let's say instead of having a 21 million cap, we can maybe increase it to maybe 210 million or maybe 2 billion. I really am not sure what the amount is. You can also have smart contracting features, and that is possible because of Taproot and Schnorr signature. And listen, guys, if the new version of Bitcoin is released, it means that the new Bitcoin value will be ridiculously low. And you need to think of it at a macro level that can actually be extremely competitive to the US dollar. And in that way, a lot of the funds are not accumulated among multi-billionaires, celebrities and influencers. So in case if you want to find out more information, go to my website blockchaindxb.com and there is a section which talks about hashtag BTC World Reserve. And if you do want to contribute any thoughts or comments on that, mention them in the comments below or drop me an email to info at blockchaindxb.com. And Peter Schiff, who's one of the detractors of Bitcoin and a massive advocate of gold, he has also put up an excellent blog on his website called as Joe Biden is mucking up the inflation fight. So read through that article. And if you're a gold advocate, he has another article which states that Q1 gold demand in China, its highest level since 2019. And in that article, he has also mentioned that China ranks as the world's biggest gold market. Now listen guys. If you're on the Bitcoin and cryptocurrency space, you definitely not like what leadership is saying, but I often listen to his podcast and whether you like it or not, his content is absolutely brilliant. Now granted he's a massive advocate of gold and he often bashes Bitcoin, but some of the points that he's saying does make a lot of sense. So read through the article and let me know what your thoughts are. Now guys, let's discuss some news regarding Ripple and this is to do with Japan. And SBI, the remittance-focused arm of Japanese financial giant SBI Holdings has adopted support of its mobile MoneyTap application to three local banks, including Yamaguchi Bank, Mogiji Bank, and Kuyushi Bank. Now, the official news is in Japanese, but Cointelegraph has done a brilliant job in giving translation for it. So, let me try to give out some bits of information from Cointelegraph. Now, Money Tabgas is a mobile payment application that was launched in October of 2018 in Japan by SBI Holdings, and this was done in partnership with Ripple, which claimed to be a blockchain based payment solution provider. They are not using blockchain in any sense, and what you need to understand is that the application. Is designed to facilitate instant domestic bank-to-bank transfers and P2P transfers for clients using Repinet software and the integration of MoneyTab with Yagamuchi Bank, Mumiji Bank, and Kidakoyushi Bank allows their customers to use MoneyTab applications for peer-to-peer remittances. In addition to the bank account number, the Remittance Service also enables Remittances through a mobile phone number, making it extremely easier for customers to send and receive payments and Gazi application features online identity verification and biometric authentication, which enhances security for our customers. Now Lucas, I'm not a massive fan of Ripple, but I must admit that the software that they offer is absolutely world-class, and the adoption of MoneyTap by these three regional banks in Japan is significant as it expands the reach of payment applications to more customers. It also underscores the growing interest in blockchain based payment solutions in Japan, where the government has been supportive of the initiatives. Aimed at promoting cashless transactions, but with the continued growth of MoneyTap, you can definitely expect more Japanese banks to adopt the services in the next coming months. Now it's gonna be really interesting to see. As in the news surrounding central bank digital currency kicks in, I really am not sure where would MoneyTap fit in once CBDC goes mainstream. Now guys, let's discuss some news regarding SSE and the US Security and Exchange Commission. They mentioned via Twitter that they have charged crypto-asset trading platform Bittrex and its co-founder and former CEO William Shihara for creating an unregistered national security exchange broker and clearing agency. And apart from that, Bittrex Global has also been charged for failing to register as a national security exchange. Now if you read through the official filings, it does actually state that the SEC's complained alleges that Bittrex and its former CEO, William Shihara, operated an unregistered National Security Exchange broker and clearing agency since at least 2014, and as the SEC claims, that Bittrex earned at least $1.3 billion in revenue from investors, including U.S. investors, while servicing them as a broker, exchange and clearing house and clearing agency without registering any of these activities with the Commission. And Bittrex Global, a foreign affiliate of Bittrex, is also been charged for failing to register as a national securities exchange. And Gaza complaint also for the alleges that Bittrex and Cihara coordinated with issuers to delete problematic statements before making assets viable on their platform. And this was done in an effort to avoid regulatory scrutiny. For example, Gaz, they instructed issuer applications to delete statements related to price predictions, Expectations of profit and other investment-related schemes. This is an absolute, absolutely big no. And the SEC's investigation was conducted by crypto assets and cyber unit and market abuse unit, and it was supervised by Mark R. Sylvester, Jorge Rayton, Rio, and David Hirsch of crypto assets and cybersecurity. And the SEC's litigation is conducted by Christopher Carney, Ben Kurwala. Miss Waxman and Miss Sony and supervised by layden Stewart and olivia Chlory And guys, the charges against Bittrex and its former CEO highlight the SEC's continued efforts to enforce security laws in the cryptocurrency space and the SEC has previously taken enforcement action against other crypto companies for unregistered security offerings and these charges against Bittrex, guys, indicate that the SEC is continuing to scrutinize the industry very closely and Goodwill Graybaugh who is the Director of ACC's Division of Enforcement, said that he alleged that Bittrex repeatedly chose profits over investor protection and look guys, this case is completely black and white. I really am not sure this is going to be settled out of court. Now guys, let's discuss two news regarding Dubai, UAE and Middle East. The first news guys is about Abu Dhabi Islamic Bank and it is the first Islamic bank to go live on UAE's KFRC blockchain platform so let me try to give us some information. And as you know, Abu Dhabi Islamic Bank or ADIB Bank is an Islamic bank based in Abu Dhabi City and the platform is a national ecosystem for the exchange of verified KYC data between licensing authorities and financial institutions. All authenticated and validated KYC data or forms will be shared simultaneously with financial institutions of their preference and KYC blockchain platform is expected to accelerate the opening of bank accounts for newly registered companies, Now, so far as time is concerned, guys, this thing will be solved in just a matter of seconds, maximum two minutes, and the platform will pave the way for less cumbersome and costly process of managing KYC data for firms already registered with the system. And look, guys, based on this information, it looks more like a software as opposed to blockchain technology. But let's try to see how this news develops. A Swedish fintech company called Norblock is the technology provider which enables the ecosystem. Through its FIDES blockchain platform, and Gaza KYC blockchain platform has been live for three years now, and the platform will provide a significant better KYC experience for both financial institutions and the clients across the UAE. Wanting to remember Gaz, it is only across the UAE and not across the world. And one of the definitions of open blockchain is that there should be no geographical restrictions. Now, Acting Global Head of Retail Banking at ADRB, Sami Awadhala, said the bank joined the consortium with a clear goal of developing onboarding operations and providing more secure ways of handling and exchanging data. And the CEO of Business License Corporations, Ahmad Khalifa Al-Falazi, said the platform aims to improve the ease of doing business and ensure regulatory compliance in the UAE. Now, once again, guys, based on what I'm reading, it looks more as a software as opposed to blockchain. But you need to understand blockchain is a breakthrough technology that has tremendous potential in streamlining services and operations saving time money and resources for everyone involved that is individuals companies and government bodies and the expansion of the platform to include key banking institutions such as adrb further strengthens the network but once again guys there is a team that makes sure that someone is approved or not once again it goes against the ethos of open blockchain but nonetheless The platform will announce the overall KYC experience for financial institutions and the class in the UAE, so it is definitely restricted to a specific region and there is a centralized person or a centralized entity making the decision. But nonetheless guys, the platform is expected to make the process of managing KYC data more efficient, cost effective and secure for all parties involved. But clearly guys, once again, it does look more like a software as opposed to open blockchain now, going back to the newscast, which was published in Zavia.com, the initiative was launched in February 2020 by Dubai's Department of Economy and Tourism, also called as DET, with a partnership of four founding banking members. And the founding members were Emirates NBD, Commercial Bank of Dubai, Abu Dhabi Commercial Bank, and EJSBC. And, gas over a period of time, KFC blockchain platform has expanded after the joining of DIFC, that is Dubai International Finance Centre, Russell Kemar Free Trade Zone, also called as Rock EZ, Russell Kemmer, International Corporate Center, and the listed Mushroom Bank and VO Bank. Now listen guys, the platform uses advanced blockchain power distributed technologies to facilitate a faster, more secure onboarding process and exchange of digital customer data and documents I 100% disagree. Now guys, listen, you need to understand why was Bitcoin created. The definition of Bitcoin is It is a peer to peer electronic cash system. So, Bitcoin was created so that transactions happen peer to peer. In case of this news, unfortunately, there is a consortium who makes the decision. The most important, which a lot of guys from the Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, blockchain, and Web 3.0 do not understand, what problem did Bitcoin solve? Bitcoin solved the double spend problem. And one of the dangers of having a centralized entity is the double spend problem, which means the centralized entity can go ahead and manipulate data. Now the third point that I'd like to mention is, all the thing that is mentioned in this deals could be done much better. So far as cost is concerned, so far as quality is concerned, and so far as time is concerned, our software would have been a much better option rather than using a centralized operation blockchain. Because the fact that they are restricted only to a selected region means that it can be done by our software, and you absolutely don't need any blockchain protocols for that. But nonetheless, these are my thoughts on that. Now guys let's discuss second news and this is to do with Metaverse and the news is LandVault has teamed up with Super League for Metaverse Gaming so let me try to give us some bits and pieces of information for the website for LandVault is landvault.io, and on the website it says that they have end-to-end Metaverse builders, 120 full-time builders and 200 completed builds and they have been developing web 3 since 2017 and as of now based on the website it says. That they are 100 million square feet developed, and nobody can scale your metaverse faster than they do, and they claim to be the largest metaverse builder in the world. And if you go to the website, guys, they have some rural heavy-duty partnership. The Land Vault which is a construction company in the metaverse, has partnered with Super League for metaverse gaming platforms in the Middle East, and the partnership will serve businesses throughout the Gulf Corporation Region, that is the GCC, including Bahrain, Kuwait, Oman. Qatar, Saudi Arabia, and the UAE, and together, guys, they will help bring consumer brands, international sport franchises, entertainment giants, and government agencies to the Metaverse. The combined experience in Web2 and Web3.0 provides the solutions for the creation, distribution, marketing, and monetization of Metaverse initiatives. So, definitely, bring Proof and Super League has appointed Landball as the official builder for Web3 platforms in the GCC region, and Landball's local presence enabled Super League's partners to work closely with the development team directly, and Landwall Guys has experience in over 200 Metaverse projects for the world's largest brands. And I did go through the website and I was really surprised that they've actively been working with some of the real high-tech companies, and the company expanded to Dubai earlier in 2023, and is heavily investing in the GCC region. And Land World Guys is building infrastructure to power its ambitious projects, including an AI-enabled creation tool, Material of protocol and insights and monetization tools. And Super League serves as Landwalt's paid marketing partner in the GCC region. And Super League has a partnership with a coalition of key Abu Dhabi entities to DBS island in the metaverse. So this news in the next coming years will be absolutely massive. And Super League has designed and launched programs for dozens of brands, including Samsung, Mata, Nickelodeon, MTV, Universal Pictures, Sony Pictures, Chevrolet, and quite a lot more. And Landball Guys has raised funding from the sandbox, the Gemini Frontier Fund, Hodel Core, and Kingsway Capital in March. And Super League President and Chief Commercial Officer, Matt Edelman, called Landwalt a highly talented, specialized metaverse builder. And Landball CEO, Samuel Huber, said they marry the best of both worlds, that is Web 2.0 and Web 3.0, to offer a strong offerings to bands. Now one thing guys, I have mentioned it so many times in my Metaverse Everything podcast just switching existing systems into the metaverse will not cut it. The experience has to be 10 times better. It's only then that users will want to use the metaverse. but going back to the news, Super League's partners can leverage Landwalt's proven ability to acquire targeted audience and build engaged communities and support return on investment driven objectives. And Landwalt has more than 120 people working for them and guys a partnership aims to bring the metaverse to the GCC region and offer a unique value proposition to businesses in the area. I do think that this might be promising, but you need to give it a much longer time horizon. I'm looking at least 3 to 5 years from now. But nonetheless, these were the news guys from Crypto & Coffee Date from Blockchain DXP from the 18th of April. And in case you guys have any feedback or suggestions, drop me an email to info at blockchaindxp.com and also check out my website www.blockchaindxp.com and also check out my website gazieri2071.com that talks everything about the metaverse. And if you like listening to this podcast, please click on the follow button, give it a five star rating, and share the word across. Now for the next few minutes it's gonna be an Ask Me Anything series where your listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. So let's kick started with the Ask Me Anything series. Hey everyone, it's George from Blockchain DX. We are listening to the Ask Me Anything series, where your listeners you can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, blockchain, pure blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and Metaverse. I have a question by D who asks, "What would happen if they decide to increase the U.S. debt ceiling?" Now, D, to be honest, I really am not sure. Firstly, how is it that they will do that? Is there some kind of legislation that needs to be placed, or can the U.S. government just go ahead and say that you know we are going to go ahead and increase the debt ceiling? Because I very specifically remember, before President Trump taking over, the US debt ceiling was at $20 trillion and at that point of time it was supposed to be ridiculously high and because of the excessive money printing by left-leaning administration, right now it is on the verge of crossing the $31 trillion mark. Now really I'm not sure how they're going to do that in the first place and can they actually go and do it? I'm really not sure if there are certain international regulations which will take in. Unfortunately, the once that thing happens what it does mean is that the next generation is going to be in some terrible terrible financial situation but what does it mean for bitcoin unfortunately d and unfortunately for biology srinivasan it does mean that there is no chance of hyper bitcoinization and the value of the u.s dollar will still continue and one thing which i did mention in my episode last week is in times such as this the only solution in order to maintain the value of the u.s dollar unfortunately is a three-letter word which I absolutely hate to say, but that is wrong. And if there is geopolitical chaos going on in other parts of the country, which means that the US dollar does actually get stronger, but that is a completely different topic altogether. But going back to your question, what would happen if they decide to increase the US debt ceiling? Unfortunately, it just means that the price of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies will actually go down. Now really, I'm not sure what interest rate Jerome Powell is going to be announcing because you also need to keep in mind that the banking industry is in a dire situation and Janet Yellen did actually state that in the next coming months because of the banking crisis Jerome Powell will not be announcing an increase in the interest rate hike so you need to take a lot of these things into consideration apart from that you also need to take into consideration the geopolitical chaos that is going on and unfortunately I I wouldn't be surprised if the banking industry collapse and all we require is one teeny tiny news that will blow up the entire US economy and that would unfortunately have absolutely dire catastrophic impact on the financial world and I'm really curious to see what happens to the price of Bitcoin but to answer your question if they do actually raise the debt ceiling I do feel that the price of Bitcoin will go down the price of Ethereum will also go down which just means that the US dollar it's definitely here to stay at least for the next couple of decades. And to be honest, I really am not sure if they go to actually raise the US debt ceiling, what kind of an impact will have on the price of Bitcoin in the next halving? Because you need to understand, people who are accumulating Bitcoin, they are just taking into consideration the next decade maybe or so on the price of Bitcoin. They don't want to keep Bitcoin probably 30 to 40 years from so now. I'm sure some of them do, but the majority of the junk, they definitely want to make a lot of money. They want to go and buy Lambo's. You want to buy expensive cars and watches. Now, keeping all these things in mind, I do feel that they do raise the US debt ceiling. Unfortunately, the price of Bitcoin will actually go down. But these are my thoughts. So that's all today, guys. If you ask me anything, see you blockchain DXP. In case you have any feedback or suggestions, drop me an email to com, And also check out my website, com, And also check out my website, area2071.com, that talks everything about metaverse. And, guys, if you like listening to this podcast, Please click on the follow button, give it a 5-star rating, and share the word across. And remember guys, Monday to Thursdays, 8am to 8.30am, we have Crypto and Coffee at 8, where we cover topics and information pertaining to Bitcoin, Blockchain, EARN Blockchain, Cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and Metaverse. And after the series of episodes of the Crypto and Coffee at 8 works, we usually cover some topics and information pertaining to the price of Cryptocurrencies, some major banking news, occasionally short-and-sweet news as well. Use that as an impact in the cryptocurrency world. The other two news and information is related to Dubai, uae and Middle East in the world of Bitcoin, Blockchain, Beyond Blockchain, Cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DFA and Metaverse. And what you're listening to right now is the Ask Me Anything series. Where you listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DFA and Metaverse. So thanks so much for listening, guys, and have a nice one. Bye bye.